sword, and we can clap on 24. All right. Sounded okay. Hey, hello, and welcome, everybody. Welcome to this show, which is called The PlayStation Report. Uh, I'm Frank, and I definitely know what I'm doing right now, and uh, Tyler's here with me. What's up? Not much. Uh, How are you? Oh, just, you know, having a weekend, kind of, like a one-day weekend, because that's just how work is uh, scheduling me right now. Mm. I get one full day off, and then I have to, you know, come in the next night. So, uh, yeah, just just living a normal life of uh, being overworked. Um, Oh, I mean... Some people will say, be thankful you have a job, and you know what? Yeah, okay, yeah, I have a job, but um, when you're working so much, it kind of feels like you don't exist for literally any other purpose than to come to work the next day. Uh, it kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I I complete, like, I don't think I've seen anyone who isn't a cashier or a co-worker in the past, like, <laughs> month. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It's yeah, working too much all the time is not not worth it at all. Yeah, um, yeah, I've kind of hit a breaking point where I work too. Just yeah, things have just been very bad recently for a long time. So yeah, I kind of sort of in a professional way told them like, hey, this shit's got to get better, or I gotta got to think about something else here mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's just it's just not worth it no I, I i agree with you you know people saying oh he's thankful to have a job like yeah absolutely but yeah when you're working all the time it's it's incredibly depressing so yeah, yeah. I feel you. uh tried to get a few things done this weekend that i've been i i would have normally done during the week but i just haven't had time i my my pepper my hot pepper plants needed uh, replanted into into some pots and I got all that done. Mm. And I, you know I I enjoy a little bit of gardening. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, c- kind of why I I like uh, Stardew Valley so much. Uh, I mean I just like I like growing shit. I like making shit grow. It's good. Yeah, feels good. Um, but yeah, did a little bit of that. Uh, then I, I I invested in my entertainment system a little bit. I, I I bought myself a fancy old sound bar. Oh. With a subwoofer. And uh, yeah, that sounds nice. Sounds very nice. Is it blowing your socks off? Uh, more so than the F1 race did today. Uh, <laughs> I will say. Um. That was a sloppy mess, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was very entertaining. At least first half was. But yeah, yeah I, it was it, it was a mess, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like it, starting out in the wet. Yeah, I mean it's always like any track is going to be tricky in the wet, but how narrow Imola is, it's yeah. just like. I mean, even when it started to dry out, there's only one place to overtake right. on that track. Yeah, it's not so. not the most exciting track. Um, because of that, of basically one zone overtake. Um, and if you don't get them there, then 
you got to just keep going. And then even a couple of cars were in like a DRS train at the end of the race. And it's like, <laughs> there's nothing mm-hmm. any of these cars can do. They're just literally following each other. Yeah. Which can kind of suck, but yeah, it was, it was entertaining in the beginning though, with, with how wet it was. And uh, <laughs> these drivers, man, uh, it's just kind of amazing watching them race in the rain because especially at the start of the race you can't fucking see anything if you're not in first place mm-hmm. like you, you literally like i don't even know how they know where they're at on the track it's it's kind of a amazing that they pulled off yeah yeah that's uh yeah just the amount of spray like it's going that fast in the wet yeah you're gonna kick up a lot of water and like it's it's yeah i i don't know how they do it like what what are you looking for when you're in the car is it just purely memory (laughs) right yeah Um, definitely yeah what'd you make of that uh that that crash between valtteri botas and um george russell that was that was a scary ass crash yeah that was scary that was very high speed um yeah i i don't know really what to make of it other than like yeah, it does look like Botas does move a little bit, but George, I mean, I guess he was reacting a little bit, but but you can only react so much. You sh- like at a certain point, you just at like even even if Botas is going to come over, you have to just accept that there's going to be contact because you you can't drop a tire onto the grass going that fast. Like right. you, you just can't. Like you right. you just have to eat the contact if it comes. But you you absolutely cannot drop a tire on the grass going that going like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. it's a little bit on both parties. Yeah. That 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 crash. It's, it was. I mean, it's it's a pretty freaky crash. Could have been way worse. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> like that entire chain of events was just fucking wild. Of Lewis going off the track, and then all of a sudden he's. I'm just going to say saved in a way mm-hmm. by yeah. this crash. I mean, that, yeah. like Lewis is an amazing driver. I'm not saying he's not, but he does get very lucky uh, a lot of times. It just feels like he gets more lucky than other drivers do um, sometimes in like something like that. Um, you know, it, it was a pretty wild chain of events there. Um, but yeah, I love how like Valtteri just like flipped him off. Like flip George mm-hmm. Russell off. They got that on camera. I'm sure there was not very uh, nice things to say uh, there. But also, like George Russell really wants Valtteri's seat, like really fucking mm-hmm. bad. I'm sure yeah. they don't really like each other. But also, like uh, watching that race, I'm just like, why is Valtteri even in that situation in the first place, where he's about to be passed by a Williams? Like, yeah, are you it's... kidding me? Like, why are you even down there? <laughs> Like, what's mm-hmm. going on, buddy? That I just I thought that was kind of wild too. Yeah. Yeah i I don't really have much to say about the race. It was like the first half. Yeah, was like exciting, a little bit dangerous, and then like Max kind of just ran away with it. Yeah. <laughs> and Lando was like just trying to hold on to as many positions as he could. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is exciting, though, at least to just see how close Red Bull is to Mercedes, if not even maybe a little ahead of them, mm-hmm. um, in certain spots. Just, just that 
I just, to me, I'm like, I don't care who wins the championship or who wins the races as long as they're just as competitive as they've been, sort of, between those two teams. Um, Like, imagine a season where the last race actually matters for something for the top teams. Exactly. Like, that would just be amazing. And if it just came down to that, like, I don't give a shit if Lewis wins the championship again or, or whatever. Like, I just... I just want to see this just back and forth between those two teams. I just think that'll be really exciting to watch so far. That seems to be the case. Um, and it's just, it's really nice to even watch qualifying. And, um, like, they were all separated. Like, the top four were separated only by, like, a tenth um, mm-hmm. of a second. And, and I just feel like that was absolutely not the case last year. You know, where Mercedes was, like, at three to half a second ahead of everybody. Um, so at least just that stuff just seems to be a lot more competitive this year. I'm looking, looking forward to it. Do you see they, they announced a Miami race for next year? Yeah. So Hitman can absolutely, uh, <laughs> Hitman was the prophecy of, yeah. of uh, racing in yeah. Miami. Yeah, that was, I'm, I wonder how they're going to do it. Cause that, that's going to be a really tight street circuit, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. It's going to be like, and it's going to involve the the parking lot, I think, too, and uh, basically around the Miami Dolphins, Hard Rock Stadium, that, where they play. So, I don't know. Like, it, it, could it be really cool? Yeah, I think the concept of F1 in Miami is pretty interesting. But, but I, yeah, they got to craft a really nice track because if, if it's shit, they're locked into it this for like 10 years now. With that agreement. Yeah, watch it turn into the next Monaco. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously, yeah. I don't know. So it's it's intriguing for sure. And it makes me wonder, are they trying to add a second race in the U.S.? Or will this be the U.S. Grand Prix? Like, are they still going to try to race in Austin next year? And then also just what gets booted from the calendar? Because... You know, it's already a, a hell of a lot of work for a lot of these teams to uh, be Circuit traveling. Paul Ricard's sitting right there. You can you can take out the French Grand Prix. No one's yeah. gonna <laughs> no one's gonna care. Fuck that yeah. track. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that track's not the most exciting. Yeah, there's a couple um, you could totally boot. But you I, take I, out Sochi. Yeah, you could. You could. I don't think the Russians would be happy if the Americans got another race. The Russians don't get anything. <laughs> um, but I just imagine that. I'll be kind of shocked that they keep extending the calendar because I can imagine 23 races is already a hell of a lot for these teams to to do, mm-hmm. just traveling literally all over the world. So we'll see what happens. Also, rumors that the, when well, not surprising either, that the Canadian Grand Prix will be canned. Mm, yeah. That, like, basically, I guess the... Canadian government or something needs to give a grant to Formula One to allow them to come in, but that hasn't happened yet. And then there's all this drama with the track organizers um, because they can't allow fans in. They basically can't make enough money. I don't fucking know. So mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me. So I think what I read is that Canada might get booted and that they might go to Turkey. Because oh, okay. Turkey would that would be they'd go to Baku and then to Turkey, which is 
a little bit better for the teams. And it's literally back-to-back. Like, right now, the schedule goes Baku and then Canada in oh, back-to-back yep. weekends. Like, like all right. <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense. But, <clears throat> so we'll see. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just one more note. Uh, Nikita Mazepin actually finished the race. Uh, yeah. But also, like, Mick Schumacher, his teammate, lost a front wing, had to pit and replace it. And still finished like almost a minute ahead of Mazepin. Yes, so he did. Like, and, and I think right at the end there was like three or four laps to go. Mazepin spun out, and I yeah. love that. Um, what's his name? David Croft, right? The one of the commentators from Sky Sports. He just mm-hmm. like constantly makes fun of Nikita Mazepin more than I've ever seen a commentator like make fun of a certain driver or player or whatever. Like. He just constantly makes these jokes about him spinning out all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love this. Keep keep fucking yep. doing that, man, because it's, yeah. it's awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. IndyCar I guess, starts Yeah, today. IndyCar starting. Roman Grosjean starting P7. Yep. He had a really good qualifying for his first uh, foray into the IndyCar. Mm-hmm. Jimmy be... Johnson, not so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that he's starting like 20-something. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm really excited to see what Romain Grosjean can do in an IndyCar. Yeah. Be cool. Um, but video games, I, we, we should talk about those. Um, actually, you know what? Uh, real quick, F1 2021. Yes. There's something exciting in this F1 2021 announcement that uh, I believe you you probably are aware of as well. I I don't really care about anything else here, but uh, there's a co-op career mode. Yes. Or co-op or multiplayer career mode. I guess we could play on different teams. We could race for different teams. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Multiplayer career mode, Tyler. Yeah, man. In F1. Yep. <laughs> It's really, really exciting. It's it. It seems, um, yeah, like a really cool idea. That mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I don't know why they haven't put this in before. I'm sure they've wanted to for a while. Couldn't do it until this this game, but yeah, it's a it's a cool idea. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they'll have that. Uh, there's a new story mode. Yeah, basically called Breaking Point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, which is funny and uh, yeah basically you're going to go through Formula 2 up to Formula 1 so curious to see how that goes um, and how engaging that will be because their career mode's just fucking awesome and if it's anything like F1 2020 I'm going to put another 70 hours into this game yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep uh, but yeah, that's coming out. What what say? July sixteenth. Yeah. Okay, July sixteenth. All right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then so, also they're gonna do. Um, what tracks are they gonna do? Portimao, Imola, and Jeddah, the Saudi Arabian track. Uh, it's free oh, DLC yeah. post-launch. They're gonna add those into the game. I forgot they were racing in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. To be honest, I yeah. kind of forgot that was a thing that was happening. Yeah. The second last uh, race of the season, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let's talk about things yeah. other than racing. 
Um, unless Tyler, you, you've you've been a naughty boy, playing playing your video games this week. No, no, I, I've I I'm not going to lie. I've had a total urge to play some Formula One racing, but I'm I'm going to hold off. Try to hold off until uh, the new game's out. Um, I don't know if that's. <laughs> I don't. Know, I'm not man. sure. We'll see. You'll be able to do that. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, so over the past week, uh, I guess we can start with uh, we played some Warzone after the podcast last week. And, yes, we uh, did. Had a full crew of, of four players for the first time in that, and that was that was just a fucking blast playing that. Mm-hmm. Um, really, just love that. Love that uh, game. It's it's really fun to just. Chill out and have a good time with, with your friends. Um, so, yeah, we had that going, and we ended up winning a match of uh, one of the special game modes they had going with, it's called like Rebirth Resurgence or whatever, which mm-hmm. basically is like if uh, you have someone on your on your team alive, um, you can respawn, basically. And there's like this respawn counter, and eventually that gets turned off, but... Man, that game that we won was just probably one of the most satisfying multiplayer experiences I've ever had in a long time. Um, Just because all four of us were just fucking crushing it, and we basically circled the entire map just wiping dudes out left and right. And at the end, it was just, we were all on point. And so that was a really, really fucking good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I kind of dig Warzone, man. I don't know yeah. if I need to buy a Call of Duty <laughs> if Warzone's right there. Right. Yeah. Um, Same. Yeah, I, even I, like even yeah. like the faster paced stuff with those smaller Warzone game modes, like the smaller mm-hmm. maps, like that's fast paced enough for me. I'm not even sure I need the multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, I actually uninstalled Modern Warfare now just to save space save me i forget 50 or 60 gigs and so i just have warzone on there and i'm like yeah i feel the same way it's kind of all you need um because they keep doing so much good stuff with it the moment to moment gameplay is just super fun um you know yeah we we ended up doing like some mini battle royales at the end um Mm -hmm. me and keith and those were a lot of fun um basically they it's on the same map um but you know they basically cut the circle down like from the start basically so it's a lot more fast paced there's not as many players either and yeah that's that was that was a lot of fun as yeah. well it's just it's just such a such a great game mode yeah i i totally agree and uh yeah i i'm going to keep that installed and updated so mm-hmm. for whenever we all we all find the time to play video games together. It's it's a good uh, good uh, good time to like just shoot the shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm Nicole, curious what yeah. it sounds like with my new sound bar. <laughs> I'm sure it sounds very good. And then too, like the crossplay for that game is just pretty darn good. Um, yeah, well, we should probably figure out a uh, a way to chat that is better yeah, than what we did. Definitely, definitely. I think. 
yeah, we might have to use Discord or something like that because yeah. yeah, we were doing party chat and it wasn't the best because it was kind of breaking up a lot of times. But but still, like we were all on PlayStation, you know, and your brother was on PC, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just work work perfectly. So yeah, yeah. I uh, so we did did a lot of that, and then I have put um, about. Almost four more hours into Yakuza Like a Dragon over the past week. Okay. Um, still in chapter four, which is definitely the longest chapter so far out of the early chapters that I'm in. Um, <laughs> this game's just fucking insane. Uh, I have the pound mates now. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and that is one of my favorite things I've seen in the game in a long time. When you get introduced to that, and then also the following side quest that gets unlocked, where you go fight those like man baby dudes, yeah, and you unlock uh-huh. those, like, oh my god, it was, <laughs> it's just so much fun, um, and, and you know that basically being like your summon in this game, I think is so fitting and perfect, um, and and very useful too. Um, I've tried to use them whenever I could really enjoying that but also like just some of the shit that just happens in this game like in the beginning of chapter 4 the game kind of starts to introduce you into like different jobs and how that can evolve and I'm still really early in it so I'm eager to see where else that goes but there's a baseball bat that's stuck in the ground. And yes. you, everyone tries to pull it out very King Arthur style, like the sword in the, in the stone. But only um, Ichiban can pull it out. And it was like the dumbest fucking cutscene. And then these guys, these hard-ass dudes walk up, and they're like, Whoa, and they're like yelling at you. And they call themselves Dad Hunters. And then all of a sudden they like transform into like different dudes. And I'm like... Yep. This game is so stupid. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's just so much fun. Um, and yeah, just. And I also unlocked the whole Pokedex thing now that they have going on, mm-hmm. uh, which that was a dumb quest. Just like some random guy you run into, and then it was just like so weirdly mysterious. And then all the like Pokemon like language that they keep using during that whole exchange yes. was really fun and so I'm further into like the main story there um, and I went through the whole like fighting these this the Siryu clan I think in this like retirement home um, mm. and that whole thing and now I'm about to basically I needed to gear up um, and which I needed to do anyway so kind of it's worked out so I've been doing a little bit of grinding just to get some cash so that I can go buy gear to equip into all of my slots for all my characters. And then I guess I'm going to go raid this fucking headquarters of this clan, basically, is kind of where mm. I'm at. So are you buying your equipment at the sex shop nearby? I am, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's where I'm getting the majority of my stuff right now. So, and, and the grinding's not bad. Like, I, I think the amount of cash you get per battle 
and then how much everything costs, at least so far early on, isn't isn't too bad. And it's kind of kind of fun to just beat up random dudes on the street. It's very fun. So and just upgrading the the job and your character and getting new abilities, it's got a really good loop to it. It does. And I'm excited to see more of it. So I'm going to keep trucking along with it. I think I'm like 10 hours into it now. So long ways to go. But... But what a game. Just just like, there's yeah. just so many moments. Like when you sit down and, and you have like a lengthy session of that game, there's just so many like awesome moments that will like make you laugh because of how just dumb it is with the game's like totally aware of that or like really like heartfelt like character moments that happen. There's just so much that happens, I feel, in playing it. So... Um, and then the only other thing I did was I played another another chunk of Outriders. Uh, they fixed the inventory wipe bug, and they put a patch out for that, which made me happy. Um, I did not have my stuff wiped, which was awesome. Um, yeah, so did a lot of different side quests, basically cleaned up everything that I needed to so far and did a lot of the wanted and hunted side quests um which were were fun um and now i'm at a point where this game's just like it's good good it is very (laughs) challenging um at world tier seven and um i'm basically like through every scenario i can get through it if i just take my time but I'm finding that boss fights are super fucking hard. Just running solo right now on World Tier 7. Um, so that's kind of where I'm struggling, which sucks because the bosses is what's going to get you the best loot. So in order to get better loot for my character to you know, make World Tier 7 easier, like that's kind of what I have to push through. Um, but I ended up doing this. The last thing I did was this story mission, which was very weird. Um, it was very much a World War One. You're popping out of the trenches into a no man's mm-hmm. land and pushing through the enemies. Like it was straight up that. I'm like, okay, this is fucking weird. Um, but the boss fight at the end of it was just fucking hard. And what was so frustrating about it is. Um, like, this game is a third-person cover shooter. And the arena that they designed for this boss fight had literally zero cover. So, you're just running around like a fucking idiot. And just hoping that uh, you can interrupt the boss's uh, abilities that he's about to use. And then hopefully dodge his attacks and and all that stuff. And it, it was just kind of like... I'm like... You're kind of defeating the purpose of what this whole gameplay loop hmm. is. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Like, Gears of War does not have a boss fight without any cover at all. Like, that's just stupid. Um, so that was, like, a really frustrating boss fight. Probably the most frustrating moment so far. Um, but what I like about how they've done difficulty is, like, if you are struggling with something like that if you just want to get through it you can drop you can tune the difficulty to almost however much you want because um 
each world tier is a little bit different. So, so you could keep dropping it. You could drop it down by one. And hopefully, that's all you really need. Um, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a neat game. Um, getting there. I, I I cannot tell you what's going on with this story though. Nor do I really give a fuck. But <laughs> it's just it's fun to shoot stuff. So. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> okay. Sweet. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um that that's all you got then? All right. Well, uh Back to racing, I was doing slot car racing in Yakuza 0. <laughs> yeah, just going back to that little mini-game where you build your little slot car and y you win some races <laughs> against children. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, did that for a little bit. Uh, I played through the new 5.5 patch of Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, did the main story quests for that. Uh, there's some really... Hmm. Okay, so the Garlean Empire has sprung, well, a specific faction within the Empire, because it's kind of falling apart, uh, has raised these mysterious towers, and um, you discover in this that uh, they're capturing people and storing them in these very fleshy prison-like structures... Uh, within these towers, and it looks really gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're using them to summon some uh, some nasty dudes you're going to have to kill. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, they're setting that up. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's good. The, the near raid is just awesome, though. That's, that's the real highlight of this patch, is the conclusion of the near raids. It... I would not be surprised if some of these characters show up in the in the hmm in the remake of the uh of near gestalt or whatever which replicant I believe is what the version that's coming out yeah um because uh some characters disappear in that from the Final Fantasy 14 world uh so yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if this was a whole. Uh, oh, I think so. The whole near universe yeah, is all lot, just converging, but... and Yokotaru is just yeah, um, yeah, just really, really on his bullshit here. <laughs> um, and I, you know what? I I kind of dig it. Mm. It's it's great. There's a section in the raid. So you remember in oh I forget which run is this run C where you play as nine S in near automata. Um, where you have that mini game where it's a twin stick shooter, and you're like that little little triangle thing. There's a section in this latest raid where it isn't a twin stick shooter, but you play as the little triangle thing. <laughs> uh, because the concept of it is that you're diving into a network, uh, and just yeah, doing some hacky bits. Uh, and yeah, it's it's pretty good. It the music is fantastic and. Uh, yeah, mechanics are just 
like I mean they're fun, but man, sometimes <laughs> sometimes when you're doing something for the first time, uh, it can get a bit frustrating when when you don't yeah. know where to stand and you just die like three or four times in a row. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying Final Fantasy fourteen. I I think I'm going to continue playing that video game. Like I I don't think I'll ever stop playing Final Fantasy fourteen until they stop making new stuff stuff for it. It's there's there's a lot of game there. Yeah, which also that near near replicants out next week. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, it is. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um gonna probably play that uh with whatever time i have (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah really uh really having a good time over here um just punching things because monk is the only class i know how to play competently and yeah i'm just a big beefy doo-doo punches shit Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's cool uh yeah, that's that's the video games I've been playing. I'm, I don't I don't think there's anything else that I even have, like really. I mean, I have my racing chair that I have yet to set up and use. Um, I mean, it's put together. I just need to, you know, set it in front of a screen and play a video game. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that's video games. There is news. I thought you might have played. Immortal Phoenix Rising, which is why I put this first new story in here. Um, there's a DLC for it, so uh, I guess you could play Immortals until the next uh, the next Assassin's Creed comes out, and hopefully you'll like that <laughs> Assassin's Creed more. Yeah, who knows? We'll we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I want to get back to Immortals, just playing Hellriders and Yaxa, but. But yeah, they've put out a number of DLCs already for this game. I think this is the third already that mm-hmm. they've dropped. And I believe, um, yeah, they've all kind of done some different stuff. Like this one has some different combat scenarios um, and, and gameplay situations and then new characters. And I know the last one, they went to like a new region with a new um, new uh character as well that you play so it's kind of interesting how they're they're doing a lot of this dlc um but yeah april 22nd if you want to check this out i think this is the last one Mm. that they've done i couldn't i can't remember if the season pass has three or four because i was looking at it just but yeah all right uh speaking of uh dlc's expansions whatever you want to call them uh the Assassin's Creed Valhalla Wrath of the Druids expansion has been delayed. Yes. Um, a couple of weeks from April 29th to May 13th. Um, yeah, so... It's not, I mean, Nier's coming out here ne- next week, so, you know, I've, I have plenty of shit to play. I yeah. still haven't really gotten that far into Valhalla, so... Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like you're returning to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, because the DLCs that they've done for Odyssey and Origins were really cool. Um, so to me, I'm going to just wait and see how these expansions play out. And and also, kind of like you mentioned, like Nier's coming out next week, Returnal's not far after that, Resident Evil, and 
there's just other games I'd rather play than returning back to Valhalla. I think if I liked it a lot more, I'd probably jump on this right away. Um, so, we'll see. We'll see. But it's cool. Cool it's getting out. It sounds, on paper, like the story seems cool. There's like this druidic cult called the Children of Danu that you're kind of investigating and you're going to Ireland too, which is new for the game. So there, there is uh, some really intriguing aspects to it, but I think I'm going to wait, wait a little while, you know, to like, I don't think they're going to put a new Assassin's Creed out this year, like a full, full game. Um, so this might, I mean, I hope not like, yeah, yeah. The whole thing with having like, a huge ass game like this it's like and they keep making dlc for it like why would you put out another assassin's creed uh, right this year right exactly so this might be good to jump into next year or something if i'm i'm feeling that assassin's creed itch and want to return to that before they you know presumably put out a new new assassin's creed next year so mm. there's always assassin's creed to play Oh yes, there is. Ah, uh, all right. Um, got a couple more release dates here that I just want to knock out here, real quick. Uh, Genshin Impact has a PS5 version coming out. Uh, it's releasing on April twenty eighth. Um, and yeah, it's free to play game, but uh, you're gonna want to spend money to get the pretty characters. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, and did have you played that game recently at all or Oh no, I haven't. Yeah. Like I I mean I I've I've been distracted with other shit mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. Um uh Days Gone has a PC release date now. I think we've known this is coming for yes. a while, but uh yep. May eighteenth is the official release date for uh, Days Gone on PC. Uh so yeah. Hopefully, this PC port is a lot better than the Horizon one. Apparently, that one wasn't very good. Nope. So, hopefully, this one is uh, much better. But, yeah, it makes sense to put this game on PC. It's only going to be $50 on PC as well, mm. instead of 60 which is not bad. So, we'll see. And then, curious to see what the uh, next big Sony game to go to PC is going to be. I think it's going to be God of War. That's just me. Mm, do you now? Yeah. Is that really what you think? I, I think it would make sense to put God of War on PC and maybe have a whole... See, it's it's weird. It's kind of weird because I feel like the players that predominantly play on PC might not be super interested in a console. Um, but, you know, maybe you put God of War on PC and... You know, those people that mostly play on PC, they play God of War, they love it, and, you know, maybe they'll want to go pick up a PS5 when the new game comes out. Mm. You know, maybe. Um, Or they might just sit there and say, you put this one on PC, you'll probably put the other one on PC at some point. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I can see God of War going on PC. I think the next uh, Sony first-party game to come on PC is Dreams. Because yeah. that makes a lot more sense oh, as yeah. a PC thing than 
as a console thing. Yeah, it definitely does. And it should have happened already, honestly. Yeah. Like, to me, they should have launched that game day and date, like PC and PS4. And yeah, it makes, yeah, it kind of just makes no sense that it's not on PC yet. Honestly, would thrive yeah. over there. Yeah, I mean, you just have a lot uh, better control and you'd be able to be a bit more precise with your instruments. You aren't using motion controls to sculpt things. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe that'll, maybe that's a prediction I'll make. <laughs> we'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, we have, we have numbers. It's a numbers game, Tyler. The numbers are going up. There's a lot of people spending money on video games. Um, there are images from Twitter here posted. I don't... Man, I don't like how some of these articles are like done here where it's just like, oh, we have screen caps of tweets now. The NPD article? Yeah. Yeah, I put in, in our Google Doc, I put um, from VentureBeat in there. They All usually right, have that a really might good be more useful. Right up, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Hmm. These are very crudely crafted tables, but I will take them. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess we'll go to the March 2021 NPD numbers, the top 20 best-selling games of the month. And um, yeah, I'll start at 20 here uh, with FIFA 21. Uh, 19 Super Mario Party, 18 NBA 2K21, 17 Madden NFL 21, 16 Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 15 Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, uh, 14 Mortal Kombat 11, 13 Pokemon Sword and Shield, 12 Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and at number 11 Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, from 2019, not the other Call of Duty Modern Warfare from 2006. Yeah. Uh, number 10, Minecraft. Number 9, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, R.I.P. Number 8, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number 7, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 6, Mario Kart. 8, 5, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. 4, Super Mario 3D World. Number 3 is Outriders. Number 2, Monster Hunter Rise. And number 1 is Black Ops Cold War. Yeah, I... I mean, you say R.I.P., uh, I mean, yeah, this is the last month we'll ever see a Mario game on an NPD list, <laughs> because now Mario is dead. Yep. Uh, yeah. And um, who who will rise to take his place? Yeah. Mario. Mario's dead. R.I.P. Yeah. But... Uh, now, we, now we get Kirby Kart. <laughs> I don't... I wouldn't like that. Fuck that. Mario Kart 8, though, is apparently now the best-selling racing game of all time in the United States. Wow. It's just okay. fucking insane. Completely insane. Um, yeah, it's good to see, like, Outriders and Monster Hunter Rise being up there, you know, being new games. I wonder where Outriders would have sit. Or would we would be like would it be number two if the game wasn't on Game Pass uh, at launch? But also, you know, they, that was probably a smart move for them to be on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think it really helped with like the word of mouth and all that stuff. I feel like the game has gotten plus 
you know, there's not a lot out right now in terms of new stuff. So yeah, makes sense. Otherwise, I feel like it's a pretty typical list. The game sales though, five point six billion in March, which is up eighteen percent over March of twenty twenty. So now it's going to be really interesting, just because you know it's really when the pandemic really kicked up, at least over here in the United States, was around March, and that's when video games really exploded uh, in terms of sales. So I'd be curious going forward. You know what's what's going on there, but hardware. How many pandemic gamers do we have now, as opposed <laughs> to last year? Yeah, right. Are they even real gamers? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you're not a gamer. You're just bored. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, what does that mean for anyone else? Yeah, uh, right. Uh, and then even year to date is thirty percent higher than than twenty twenty so far. Um, and then I thought the last, yeah, the last bit of news is or out of this is that the PlayStation Five is now apparently the fastest selling hardware in terms of dollars. I think it will, it is of all time, mm. like in terms of a launch. Um, it's just kind of wild that they're breaking any records, considering that you can't find the fucking things anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I read this stuff I'm like okay like good for them like I guess it's still still selling there so there's still a ton of demand but <clears throat> kind of kind of wild um, yeah. yeah PlayStation 5 just breaking the records all over the place yeah it's it's looking more and more like I won't have PlayStation 5 for Ratchet and Clank and that is like the most depressing thing I can think of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because that that looks um, like the game. You know, want to get one for. Yeah. Even yeah. Returnal to me is actually looking cooler and cooler in terms of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, that game very much looks like a Housemark game. Like, all right. I'm like, all right, like uh, it it looks cool. Who knows how how the rest of it will pan out? But it looks fun to play. Maybe it's an Outriders, you know? Just fun to play, story fucking blows, who cares? Uh, I mean, as far as stories go, I think they're going to have to try to get worse than Outriders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not, not... It might be It might be forgettable, but it won't be... It probably won't be as, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, childish, <laughs> I guess. I would say is a lot of the writing in Outriders. Yeah. Um all right, uh, we've got um, some news about Apex Legends here uh, regarding Season 9, and uh, we've, there, there are some promises out there. They're promising some Titanfall content in Apex Legends Season 9. Tyler, what do you think this means? What do you think it uh, means, Tyler? I think Titanfall it, Apex. Yeah, I think it means... Maybe characters, probably weapons. Um, I could see them maybe um, reshaping one of the maps, maybe to have uh, maybe a spot on the map is like something straight out of Titanfall, like a Titanfall multiplayer map or something. Mm. Could be neat. But I think the big thing, of course, is having Titans 
or wall running, and of course, none of that stuff's going to be in this game or in this mm. update. Um, I think it'd be really cool though if they tried a special game mode uh, that had like wall running or titans in it. Why not? Just see how it goes. Probably wouldn't be the greatest, but I think that's what it's going to come down to. I, I don't know. What about you? Mm. They add a new equipment slot for your boots. And the higher quality boots you have, the longer you can wall run. Mm. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, Do you think wall running would break Apex? I don't think it would break it, but I'm kind of... I, I don't know how they, like... That would be a very hard thing to do because you have to think about how you structure like the entire all the all your wall surfaces like what's what like sure like you can wall run but is it is it advantageous to wall run on the maps as they're built now right yeah you'd almost have uh, to build a map like what 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 it. do the walls run into like yeah because <laughs> if you come into a corner well you're kind of screwed right um yeah, I, I I would like to see some wall running. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Why not? Uh, Alright. Apex, I need to get back to Apex. <laughs> I'm thinking about playing some Apex. Uh, <laughs> Alright, uh, news, what else do we have? Uh, there's a PlayStation 5 update. Tyler, do you want to do you want to tell us how excited you are for updates to your PlayStation 5 that you're... <laughs> Still beta testing for us. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, this isn't the most exciting update, but I think there is some cool stuff in here. The biggest thing is that um, you can store PlayStation 5 games on external hard drives now. So you could at least put them on a hard drive and have them sit there, and then you'll just have to transfer it back to your internal SSD to play those PlayStation 5 games. Um but that's something you can do now, which is nice to help free up space. Um, I think I might give my external hard drive another go now with this update. Hmm. Um, because there is, you know, some PS4 games I think I'd like to throw on my hard drive. And just and then even to have a PlayStation 5 game that maybe I'll return to one day. I'm not totally done with, but I want to put it on that storage. I might, I might give my external hard drive another shot now, um, since it gave me that scare uh, a while ago. I have not put my PlayStation Five into rest mode at all since it freaked out on me that one day. So mm. haven't heard anything on that one in terms of updates, but. Um, they did say, though, that the storage expansion slot that's on the console for for uh, M2 drives, I guess they're still working on it. So hopefully this summer that, that expansion will come to the console. But then um, let's see, you can cross-generation uh, share play between PS4 and PS5 if you wanted to. Um, they improved the game base. So the game base is a mess. Um what the fuck is a game base? So basically, <laughs> this is where you would... It's a, It's got a dumb name, but it's, it's like where you would find your parties or your friends list. 
Um, and you can oh, so social features, <laughs> right? Exactly. Now on PS4, this was super seamless to do, um, and on PS5, it's it's just a complete fucking mess because uh, it was all in one list. So basically, all your parties and all your friends were like all in one thing. You had to scroll through the whole thing. Um, it was confusing to know what to click on for parties. Um, all sorts of stuff. Now they've separated it into two tabs, so your friends list is totally separate than the parties that you're seeing. But then what's also, it's like it's nice, but it's also just confusing sometimes, is that, like, the party that you and I have, like when we play Apex or something, that just shows up, and I could hop into that at any point. And, And, you know, if we're... If you and I are going to do something, I could just hop into that. And I don't know if I would just have to invite you or whatever. But now there's a party of you, me, and Keith. There's a party of um, just me and Keith. They're like, and, and those parties just stay there. And then also the groups that we have, like that group where we would like just send cool fucking screenshots to each other on PlayStation. Like that just shows up there. And it, it, I don't know. It's overall just kind of a mess but that's really one of the only spots where you can access your friends list on playstation 5 it's kind of infuriating like one of the other ways you could do it is to click on your profile and then tab over to friends and you could see your friends list but Mm. this is probably the quickest way to get to it it's just kind of a mess so it's good that they're um making that better you can um adjust any player's volume uh in the chat basically so if someone's too loud or too quiet or whatever you i can think can of someone that who I, I can think of someone who's too loud who uh my, my brother yeah <laughs> yeah especially if he gets on there and he's drunk yeah yeah he, he, he can be pretty loud sometimes so so yeah i could go in there and just tweak his volume without adjusting the whole volume of the party which is nice mm. okay um you can pre-download patches now and updates. Um, sure, um, maybe that works out well for for a game like Apex or Warzone or something that has the seasons. Um, you can f- finally customize your game library, so you can search your game library, which is super fucking helpful. Wow! Um, really, all like three games you can fit on your hard drive? <laughs> yeah, but it's also like all the other games you own like PlayStation plus anything else you've downloaded digitally. I think you can search through that stuff now, which is awesome because I forget which game it was hitman. The very first hitman. Mm. I needed to install that and do something before hitman three. And I had to literally just sit there and search in my, uh, basically the games that I owned list, um, until I found it. And I'm like, this just sucks. Like, I wish I could just search for it. So, because you can do that now. Uh, you can screen zoom, which mm-hmm. is something I didn't even know you could do. Uh, you can do that on PS4 apparently too. And then there's a new trophy settings and stat screen. I can't find this stat screen, so I don't really know what the fuck they're talking about. Because um, it all looks the same to me. But... Um, if you wanted to um, set your console to uh, record the, a snippet of gameplay when you get a platinum or a gold trophy, you can set that now, which is kind of neat. Um, 
Yeah. And then they updated the PlayStation app, which, okay, cool. So, I mean, there's some cool features in here. I think there's still just some missing stuff, like the M2 drives, um, like fixing rest mode bugs and, and uh, extended hard drive bugs. And, you know, why can't I... It's not... It is a little bit annoying. It doesn't bug me as much as it bugs other people, but you can't just hold down the PlayStation button to turn the console off. Like you can literally any other PlayStation console. Um, and Xbox and and all and Switch even. Um, you literally have to hit the button, scroll over to to shut down and do all this stuff. Um, so just weird stuff I think is kinda kinda missing, but Hey, it's getting there, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last year, I think that was, was Ghost of Tsushima last year. Yeah. Damn, it feels it so long ago. Yeah. God damn. Uh, Sucker Punch. They're they're uh they're working on a new project. They're, this is uh coming through a job advertisement uh that uh suggests they're making a new multiplayer game. Um. And uh, I, I'm curious what that is because they have multiplayer in Ghost of Tsushima. They made that Legends mode. Um, but what 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 else are what are what are they gonna do? They, I mean, presumably they're gonna like continue with Ghost of Tsushima because it was it was a success, and you know Sony just likes likes to uh, continue successful IPs, right? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder what this is. Yeah, me too. And unless, hmm, hmm, what, what? Oh man, what else could they do? Sucker punch. What? Hmm. Like in terms of I'm, other IP that they've done, or yeah, what? I mean, I guess you could do an infamous multiplayer game. Yeah, could be neat. But I'd be more interested in a Sly Cooper <laughs> multiplayer game. <laughs> I don't even know. That's how that what would I was work. looking up because I was pretty sure they did Sly Cooper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't even know how that would work. With that. I would totally be down for it. Why not? Mm. Stealing shit out of each other's pockets or whatever the fuck. Even mm. like a co-op Sly Cooper game actually could be really cool. Like yeah. take Ghost of uh, Tsushima Legends and make a co-op Sly game where you're just doing all these different missions and heist and all that stuff. God, oh yeah, I want that very much right now. Yeah, I don't know what this could be, and I would imagine, like you said, it's Ghost of Tsushima related. You know, I wonder if they are thinking about expanding Legends with the sequel to Ghost of Tsushima, and maybe launching that all at the same time um, with Ghost 2. Yeah. Um, Or, you know, I would even wonder if it would make any sense to make Legends a free-to-play game. Is it free to play? No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's still it's attached to the base game. I I don't think you can play that separately. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, it is free. It what? Ghost of Tsushima Legends is a free download for Ghost of Tsushima owners. Okay, so you do need to have it. Okay, yep, you're right. You're right. Um, just the mode's free. So. Yeah, I would wonder if it would make any sense to make that free-to-play at all and expand that 
greatly. I don't know. And maybe that goes in like a completely different direction than like the main yeah Ghost of Tsushima game because uh, Legends mode, at least from what I've seen, go like that's that is some pretty fantastical stuff they put in there. Yeah. Like it is not grounded whatsoever, uh, and they just kind of have fun with it. Which, yeah. you know, yeah, go off. Yeah, it's a lot more like mythologically based than Ghost of Tsushima is. So. Yeah, it is. It is cool. I, I'm curious where that where this will go. Mm-hmm. Ah, all right. And probably the big game for the summer, outside of Ratchet and Clank, is this uh, summer, right? Resident Evil Village is coming out this summer, right? It's soon. Um, spring-ish, I guess. Spring, May, May all right, late spring, yeah. May seventh. Okay. Uh, but we got we had that event in midweek. Uh, there was a demo which I didn't manage to play yet. I mean, there, yeah. there's there's going to be another date for uh, the demo. But um, there was a village demo uh, last night uh, from 5 p.m. Pacific time to 1 a.m. Pacific. Uh, but there's going to be another demo April 24th. Uh, the castle demo. Um, these are PlayStation early access demo dates uh but then uh they will also be made available later um on may 1st and 2nd here in north america um but yeah the resident evil demos they're ah this game yeah. is so close yeah it's it is and it looks awesome and i'm not gonna play these demos okay <laughs> i just want to wait for, for wait for the game i'm pretty sold on it already but will you play the mercenaries mode? <laughs> they are bringing back mercenaries mode for Resident Evil Village. Um, it's yeah. Ah, yeah. But it's more like a fast-paced arena, arcadey sort of experience with it. Um, I I mean, cool like. Yeah, this is something extra in the game that I'm sure could be neat. My only thing is that, like, if I think back to Resident Evil 7, that's not really a game that I felt like you could play fast-paced at all. And, like, the shooting is so wonky in these Resident Evil games that Mm -hmm. I feel like moving fast-paced and everything would be really frustrating. I don't know. Yeah, which makes you think, like, what? how is Resident Evil Village going to play? Is it going to be a more fast-paced game? Yeah, I don't know. I would imagine it might be in certain spots. If you have yeah. fucking werewolves, why not? Mm-hmm. But hopefully if that is the case, they made it feel a little bit better. Yeah. Ah, uh, but yeah, that's coming. Man, that's soon. That's like three weeks, two, three weeks away. Yep. Yeah, somewhere yep. around there. Ah, all right. So I'll have Nier, and then I'll have Resident Evil, and then I'll have to, you know, sit there and cry as everyone else plays Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Or maybe I'll maybe maybe just maybe I'll hold out hope uh, that I can get a PlayStation Five before then, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Um. You already talked about F1 earlier. Uh, 
before we get into the E3 stuff, let's talk about the new, the other job listing that sparked a story. There's a next, there's another Bioshock game coming out. Uh, well, being made. We don't know if it'll ever come out, but uh, they're hiring a writer for uh, for maybe a Bioshock Four. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Just maybe. Yeah, over Cloud um, Chamber, they're they're looking to hire um, basically people that have experience in open world settings, making side quests and all sorts of stuff like that. Dialogue. Um, you know, things you need in an open world game. And man, I'm really torn on this. Ultimately, if if Bioshock Four is going to be an open world game, um, I think the beauty of Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite and Bioshock Two as well, but specifically those two games, the beauty of them is that they felt open world, but they were not open world. Um, a lot of areas were connected. They certain things would change about them. Um, like if you had to backtrack through an area, some enemies that you might not have seen there before might show up, and especially in the first Bioshock, that was fucking creepy. Um, and that was kind of the beauty of it. It was this world that felt larger, but it wasn't. But it was so highly detailed and had so many amazing specific moments to it because of that. Um, such as, you know, in Bioshock 1, like, finding the, the shotgun or finding the the baby in, in, in a crib with a gun. Like, stuff like that that's just twisted and exciting and weird. And, and I just really wonder if that magic will be lost with an open-world Bioshock game. Like, Bioshock doesn't need to be open-world, but... I'm not going to take a dump on it until I see more of it and definitely play it. Because maybe maybe expanding whatever this new world's going to be that they're apparently going for uh, could still have some of those really cool, you know, character and world moments. Um so I don't know. It's just when I think of Bioshock, I don't really want to do like fetch quest and all this fucking garbage uh, that comes with an open world game. You know, if they make the side quest meaningful and really interesting with interesting writing that really suits this weird world that you're exploring, I could be down for that. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I, the thought of a new Bioshock gets me very excited, but some of these things I'm not over the moon about. But I want to be proved wrong. I guess that's where I'll leave it. Like, I want to be proved wrong and be like, no, you know, this is the way Bioshock could go. You know, what What were you mm-hmm. thinking, dude? So. Yeah. I feel like this game is still so far away. Yeah. Like, so far away. And they've been working on this game for so long. Cloud Chamber has, I mean, at least, what, maybe three years now or so is when stories really popped up about this. Um, So, still, still a long ways away. 
where do you think it takes place? They've done underwater rapture. They've done, they've done Columbia. Yeah, it's kind of weird because they go even. Do they do go even higher? Do they go to space? Space could be interesting. It could be very interesting. I'm almost wondering if like some weird fucking like dystopian ass town or something could be really interesting to explore maybe um that has like a bunch of different buildings you can get into and all sorts of different things that you could do with a bioshock game like different uh just sections like bioshock infinite had this section out at the beach and then it had uh more of like these blimp sort of areas that you could explore and then um they had like these giant banks and then a graveyard and stuff like that. Like, I guess you don't need to be underwater or up in the clouds or in space or whatever, as long as it has that weird, like, what the fuck's going on here sort of feel mm. that Bioshock games have. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we shall see. Um,. We shall also see what's happening at E3 um, with Ubisoft announcing that it's going to have a Ubisoft Forward event on day one of E3. Um, yeah, so, so Ubisoft's going to kick off E3 this year. I mean, we could save the predictions for the, the, the next podcast, but... Uh, yeah, uh, it seems like it's definitely happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. E- there are people committed to doing E3 this year, so we'll yep. see what it is. Yeah. We shall see. 12 p.m. Pacific. Mm. All right. So 3 p.m. our time. So looking forward to it. I'm curious so to see right me. as I go to work, <laughs> <laughs> because that's my... My work schedule, so mm-hmm. yeah. June twelfth is a Saturday, so E three is supposed to run from the twelfth to the fifteenth. So 12th. June twelfth oh, yeah. being okay. a Saturday, you know, typically oh, yeah. we had like Microsoft and Xbox, or <laughs> Microsoft and Xbox, Microsoft and Bethesda go on a Saturday, and then everyone else would go on Sunday. So kind of curious. Seems like. And Ubisoft was one that went on Sunday, so it seems like some things are getting a little a little mixed around. Yeah. I mean, when you're not working in a physical space, it's it's maybe easier to move this stuff around, because you got to yeah. imagine a lot of this is pre-recorded ahead of time. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they're working on recording all this shit now. Yeah. I mean, if not, like, all of it being pre-recorded, I... I Unless you really have to seriously react to something, I don't. And I don't think this is the year that you have to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's gonna all be pre-recorded, set in the order of whatever E three decides. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to that uh, next time. We'll we'll have predictions for you. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's a show, Tyler. Yeah, I think the only other story here is this whole Square Enix buyout thing. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't even... Which... I kind of scrolled over that, which is kind of a non-story, because they're... Yeah, so Bloomberg Japan reported that 
Square Enix is in talk with multiple potential buyers, but then Square Enix basically shot it down saying they haven't received any offers and they're not looking mm-hmm. to sell, but they also didn't really say no to it. Um, mm. so I don't know. I, I could see Square Enix being bought, but I also would be a little sad if Square Enix got bought. Mm. Just with all the consolidation in the industry. Yeah. Uh, See where that goes, I guess. Yeah. I feel like that's... Yeah, that's one of the last... One of the last uh, big publishers that that could be bought conceivably. I, I I feel like EA might be too big. I think... Activision Blizzard is definitely too big to be bought mm-hmm. by a platform holder. Yeah. Um, maybe, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and you would think that Square Enix would probably fit the best with Sony um, because of, you know, not, not only like Square's like Japanese side of them, um, you know, Sony and Square all like really uh, align themselves together on a lot of those games, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts, things like that. But mm-hmm. then I feel like a studio like Crystal Dynamics would really fit with Sony because um, they do third person action stuff. Yeah. Um, United House Montreal is another studio that, that could be interesting for Sony to have. So. But I just like they can fling around the cash like Microsoft can and then make that back double like they did with Bethesda's deal in just that quarter. So. (laughs) I mean, part. Yeah. Right. Like Sony isn't the ones getting trillion dollar contracts with the United States government to make AR glasses. (laughs) That are probably not ever going to be really used like the fucking F-35 project, but that's enough politics for me. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, and Sony just also doesn't own like literally every office in PC in terms of like selling their software to them. Yeah. I mean, what office does not have, you know, Office 365 and Word and Excel and all this stuff like... Just the amount of money Microsoft rakes in on those things is probably fucking insane on it in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, remember when you didn't have to pay for Microsoft Word? <laughs> I kind of don't remember that, but I mean that was a long time. Yeah, ago. it is a long time. Like I, I do re- like remember it, but it is kind of like where it just kind of came with your operating system, right? Like I just, it's hard to remember those days. <laughs> God. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, it's time to end this podcast. Uh, we don't charge for this at all, not even a little bit. Nope. <laughs> so uh, just keep that in mind when you rate and review us on your podcast app of choice, uh, and when you send your um, angrily worded emails to me, which I mean, that's okay. It's okay. You can be angry if you want. I'll I'll just you know. Put it in the bin, and uh, you'll feel better about yourself, and I won't have to read it. <laughs> um, but really, if you need to ask us questions or anything, really, um, you can do that at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com, or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel, 
at Plugged on Vids. Uh, I'm getting vaccinated this week, Tyler. Yeah, I just got my first shot on Thursday. Ooh, I'm getting mine this coming, my first shot this coming Thursday. Cool. Yeah, are, uh, you, are you going to Park City? Yep. Cool. Yeah, it's a uh, very painless hmm. setup. I mean, it, you'll be in, in and out in like 30 minutes. Um, they have a very efficient system over there. The the only thing that was um, difficult, I guess, is that as soon as you walk in, they'll ask you some questions, take your temperature, all that stuff. Then they said they direct you over to these tables that are basically doing like administrative stuff, um, mm-hmm. and you know they'll scan your QR code. Um, you'll give them some other information. They'll give you information, all that stuff. And I, they have all these tables kind of close together. And I went in after work, so there was a lot of people there. And it was pretty loud, just people talking. And I had to, at, the, at my table were these two old ladies who had a mask on, obviously, and were behind plexiglass and sitting down while I was standing up. And their table was next to another one's. It was so fucking hard to hear what these old ladies were saying to me that I'm just yeah. like, they might have told some me something uh, <laughs> that might kill me, and I, I could not hear them at all. Um, so hopefully it's a little <laughs> bit better when you go. <laughs> that was the only thing. Otherwise, it's a really, really painless thing, and yeah, I'm yeah right. glad glad you're getting vaccinated. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Uh... They got the Pfizer thing going on there. I'm not sure yes. how hard those. You feel anything? No, like my shoulder was just a little bit sore the next day, um, but that's it. Like, and, and by sore, like it's not like I couldn't do anything. Like it just it just didn't feel normal, I guess. But that wore off like probably within 24 hours for me, and I feel mm. totally normal. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I have no problems with it at all. Yeah, I got to get your se- second shot here in a few weeks, right? Yep, and they'll at least when I was there, they they had someone basically they have them broken down in these pods, basically in and people on both sides and the people administrating the vaccines just have this cart and they basically go up and down, um, and that you get your shot, you sit there for fifteen minutes, and then while you're sitting there, um, someone will probably come around and schedule you for your second shot already okay. so they'll probably schedule you right then and there so yeah i'm scheduled for may 8th to get my my second shot all right so, yeah it's good stuff i think yeah, uh, pretty soon we might be able to do these podcasts in the same room maybe yeah like yeah and hang out more i think keith keith's got vaccinated um at least his first shot so all right right on man uh, and on that note, we'll see you all next week. Y'all should get vaccinated, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, until then, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Box, box!